Welcome to Fill to Flourish with Luke and Lauren, where emotional health takes a stage and your story matters. Welcome everybody that is here listening. We appreciate you taking the time to join us, to listen. Um, and we just want to invite you, uh, welcome you to this next webinar, uh, Finding Your Way Back to Beauty. Um, you uh, have been muted and your video is off for recording purposes. And um, as we go through this, we, we welcome you, if you have any questions, to write them in the, the chat and we'll get to them at the end when they're during the question and answer time. So um, for those of you who aren't familiar with who we are, we're Luke and Lauren, and we're a married couple who have a practice flourish therapy. Luke is a mental health practitioner, and I am a mind-body practitioner, and we've both been in the helping fields for 10 to 15 years, and our culmination of experience and training and working with people has brought us to this point of having a joint practice where we're helping people with their physical, emotional, um, heart health. And we just, we love what we do. And this webinar series is a way of kind of um, inviting people into the paradigm that we, that we use in our work and hopefully inviting you into something that will help you on your healing journey. So we're excited to share about beauty. Beauty has been um, a hard one for us as we've been healing and um, recovering from different things, restoring um, our bodies and hearts. Beauty has felt maybe less, less natural for us, but as we have been opening up more and more to this big concept of beauty and goodness, it's been changing us. And we're excited to continue on that journey and to invite other people to it. Um, so for us specifically, we have found beauty lately um, in, in nature more. It used to just kind of be there, but now it's like in HD and we're able to see it and appreciate it. And I've been buying lots of plants, which is never something I did. I wanna show you this really cute little little plant I got because she's so beautiful. And today is all about beauty. So we just want to um, give you some tangible ideas of beauty. We have gotten some, another dog. Animals can bring a lot of beauty into our life and explored more. We live in Thailand. So we've been able to go out and do more things and just appreciate being alive and moving our bodies um, and reading fiction instead of just serious, important, you know, books, we've been enjoying fiction. So there's just a lot of ways we've been exploring this and growing in this. And we want to kind of elaborate on what, what this is and the purpose of it today with you. So who is this webinar before uh, as we talk about beauty? If you're feeling tense, if you feel tense and uh, unsettled, and this could be for you if you are unable to experience joy or calm. If you tend to feel like the world is mostly hard, uh, yeah, maybe a little more pessimistic feelings and negative feelings, then, then uh, this could be really good for you. Um, this could be for you if you ha have a trauma history. 
And that's big T trauma and little T trauma. If life feels dull and unsatisfactory, then maybe then this could be for you and it could be really beneficial to learn how to incorporate more beauty into your life. And if this is your first time watching us, then if you don't know about Flourish Therapy's tenets of, and pillars of healing, um, if you have, then we're gonna remind you of them. But we believe that nervous system regulation, um, it starts with a foundation of safety. You feel, you have to feel safe. And from that, we have these, these pillars of acceptance, beauty, compassion, slowing down and embodiment. These are the ABCDEs of healing that Flourish Therapy believe that this is what brings healing and nervous system restoration and healing. Um, and today we're going to talk about beauty. Uh, beauty is a very important one, as Lauren just was starting to say already. Um, but you'll also, as we move forward um, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk about the fourth pillar, which is slowing down. Beauty and slowing down are very interesting. Like they have a symbiotic relationship. The more beauty you have, the more you're able to slow down. The more you slow down, the more you're able to see beauty. So um, just as you listen today, just keep that in the back of your mind. And in a couple of weeks, as we talk about slowing down, we'll touch on that again. But um, those are very two. Uh, they interact with each other very as all of them do, but specifically, I'll point that out today. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what is beauty? We define beauty as all things good, beautiful, life-giving, honoring, comforting, transcendent. There can be a lot of other adjectives to describe beauty, but we want to invite you to this broader, more expansive view of beauty. Um, beauty can kind of be seen in this very narrow um, physical realm of physical, physical attraction or something being physically beautiful, but beauty is so much bigger. And if you can expand your view, you can receive so much more. So, um, Beauty is also not just noticing. It, it's, it goes beyond noticing to actually engaging with the beauty of whatever you're taking part in. And that engagement is actually how beauty changes us. And so we kind of want to expand your view of beauty and also uh, look at it from a bigger perspective of not just noticing, but like diving in and bringing in that beauty into yourself, allowing you to be affected by beauty. Yeah, I, I think that's really important because like we notice stuff, notice beauty, whether it's in nature, um, but it's more than just noticing. It's that we'll talk more about, yeah, that engagement. I think that's very important to Yeah, so how, how do we engage with it? Well, we do this when we delight in being uniquely human through our senses and in an enjoyment of goodness. So what do we see? What do we smell, touch, hear, and feel? And what do those sensations through our senses feel like in our body? How does it feel to engage with, you know, whatever beauty we're referring to here. So you can think of the sunset or flowers 
or breeze that goes past your face, or maybe a, a hug of a loved one, or a massage, or really um, hot, rich coffee, or um, a delicious berry salad that's bursting with sweetness and juiciness. All of the um, senses get in, engaged with beauty, not all at the same time, but all of our senses are kind of like little receptors for beauty. That's how we engage. And what is the purpose of beauty? So beauty invites us to take a deep breath, rest from striving, remember goodness, and feel that real sense of safety in our body. Because we've all experienced goodness um, to some degree, some more than others, but we all know that there is goodness to be found, but it gets lost. And beauty helps us to connect back into that goodness. And that is so, so purposeful for us. It's so easy to get caught up in the pressures and the hustle of life that really beauty just begins to dim because of um, the pace at which we live to survive. But beauty allows us to come back into kind of a different pace and a different way of, of being. So when you catch that glimpse of the sunrise and it takes your breath away, or you savor that piece of chocolate and it just gives so much uh, good feelings, comforting, um, rich, nourishing feelings in your mouth and in your body. When you see that full body laugh and smile of a little kid, um, when you pet your dog and your dog just lovingly looks at you like you are the best thing in the world. Those are all moments that beauty invites us to take a break and to just pause and remember goodness. So the anatomy of beauty, what, what, is, what is even happening here on like a, on a biological level? Well, there's neurotransmitters. These are our brain messengers. And they, the ones that get released when we take part in beauty are primarily dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. Sometimes um, adrenaline and cortisol can be part of beauty too. But these ones are more known for their connection to taking part in beauty. And it's important to know with our neurotransmitters, we all have a different blend, a different cocktail of amounts. And this is um, part genetic, but it's largely our experience. And what, when we begin to experience certain neurotransmitters at high levels all the time because of our life and because of our story, our brain becomes accustomed to that specific set of neurotransmitters. And it actually grows the receptors for those. Um, and the receptors are kind of like the, the lock. So the key is the neurotransmitter and the lock is the receptor. And that, that basically is how our um, brains get formed to have to need a certain type of um, brain chemical compound. And so if it's rush, hurry, survival mode, um, unsafety, panic, those are what will continue to generate and continue to be utilized by the brain. Um, 
But beauty, beauty can change that. And this is why we believe so deeply in the changing brain neuroplasticity, because what we um, become absorbed in and uh, enter into and become a regular part of our life actually affects that neurochemistry. And so instead of having all of those receptors for all of those um, more fight or flight hormones in the body, we can have more of the, the peace, happiness, joy, neurotransmitter hormones. I kind of use those simultaneously um, so that we can feel different and, and have a different experience with life. And so that's really amazing that beauty offers us that. So trauma has a unique way of telling us goodness and beauty are not for us. So just like Laura was saying, um, we can create a cocktail that creates receptors for beauty. Trauma has, uh, creates its own receptors. As Lauren was saying, if, we're, we have a, if we've had a, a stressful childhood, traumatic childhood, a traumatic life, a traumatic event, that's going to flood our bodies with, neuro, with chemicals and neurotransmitters, and it's going to tell our body that we need to have receptors for those. But if we are able to make a shift and say, okay, because a lot of times we feel that powerlessness of I've kind of just uh, uh, taken away with, with this pressure, with this stress. But if we're able to stop and smell the roses and have some beauty, then your body's like, oh, this is what you need? All right, we can do that too. Mm -hmm. and, and it, and we can start creating, a brain start creating those receptors for those beauty receptors, that dopamine, that oxytocin, that serotonin, uh, the endorphins. But it's very easy to believe that this is, my, this is my experience, this is hard, this is stressful, that, that beauty's for them. This is, just my, this is just the cards I was dealt. Uh, and it tells us that we're not good enough, that we're not safe enough, that we're not deserving of goodness and beauty because um, because of our story. And it's just protective. It's just wanting to keep you safe, but it doesn't always have all the information. Mm. And, it, and we can tell our brains, hey, I'm deserving of it too. We just have to make a shift um, because we are deserving of it. We are all deserving of it. Just trauma tells us that we have to stay safe. We have to be on guard and we need these neurochemistry to do that. And doesn't realize that there's also an invitation that you can have both and you can stay safe. You can also have beauty. You don't have to be on guard all the time. So trauma tells us that other people can enjoy can have joy and abundance in their lives, but, but not us. So again, we receive these deep subconscious messages as a result of trauma and a lack of care and attunement. We have been, we, we, if we haven't been given that permission or the tools to engage and experience beauty um, for ourselves, then we innately get the message and believe that it's not for us. If we, um, yeah. 
again, trauma tells us that we have to be serious. We have to be uh, on guard. And if we're not given that invitation as a child and shown how to do this, then it's best for other people. The nature of trauma disconnects us from our bodies. The nature of trauma disconnects us from beauty. Trauma causes us to adapt. So one way of adapting is to harm is by disconnecting from our bodies and the pursuit of goodness. Um, and when we do that, we don't develop the physiological pursuits of beauty, like laughter, joy, play, connection, hobbies. Um, and it usually starts because we've gotten the message as a kid that this isn't the way that we survive. Pursuit of laughter, joy, play, connection, or fun hobbies, that's not the way to survive. That's not the way you get your needs met. We get the message, those things are childish. Those things are immature. Um, and so we become what people tell us we should. We become mature, we become responsible, we become serious, we become pressured, become focused. And we forget how to play. We forget how to have fun. We forget how to play and uh, to engage with beauty, to engage with play. Uh, to open ourselves up to play. Um, I think one of the biggest, uh, a huge struggle for uh, adults is the lack of remembering how to play, the lack of remembering how to engage with beauty, how to laugh, because we're so busy with adulting and, and being responsible and being driven by the pressures of life and your job and responsibilities that we disconnect because we got those messages, those aren't the ways you receive connection, support, safety. And so we, we disconnect from those messages and our bodies are giving us, like we've talked in the in previous one, the neuroception of saying that's dangerous, that's fun. We, we, we disconnect from those messages. And as a result, we disconnect from beauty and, and become serious and responsible and tunnel vision of moving forward to the next project, responsibility, um, next day. Trauma holds us back from dreaming, enjoying, enjoying pleasure, relishing the goodness and believing and healing for ourselves, hope. A good way of thinking of it is looking at this picture and it's Trauma is like, is, is what takes the color out of life. Uh, it just becomes very two-dimensional, black and white. It's kind of blah. A really important antidote to trauma and trauma's impacts is being able to embrace beauty again. Beauty brings the color back into life. It brings the... The, the dimension back into life. Beauty opens us up to fun, joy, hope, and healing, um, connection, relationships, uh, adventure. Because when we're in survival, we're not looking for those things. Mm -hmm. We're looking for what gets me through the day. And stopping and engaging with beauty, not just observing it, but engaging with it brings that color back of that invitation of, of engaging with fun, joy, hope, healing, and all the goodness and beauty that's in life. 
So how, how do we do this? Because if you're anything like us, it's not that you're disinterested in beauty being a part of your life. It's that it feels virtually impossible to um, bring beauty in. So we think the concept of glimmers, which is um, Deb Dana with Polyvagal, I'm pretty sure she introduced glimmers into the Polyvagal world, but it, we think it's so helpful with beauty, okay? And so um, basically our body has a defensive states and a state that's not defensive. And in our safety webinar, we talk about the polyvagal ladder and our different states of um, the nervous system. And so when you're in a defensive state, this is either shut down or fight or flight. Those are our two defensive states. When you live in that energy for any length of time, you become um, unreceptive. You become almost, you have a bubble around you of defense. And this is all to protect you. Your body is all about protecting you. It is very, very good at that job. And so even if nothing dangerous is happening at the moment or threatening, if you live in that defensive state, you won't have, there won't be access to you for the beauty that's around you. It's almost like there's a wall blocking out goodness. And so what glimmers helps you do, the concept of glimmers is um, you become receptive to beauty with just a little glimmer of goodness. It doesn't have to be, you know, this long amount of time or this big, beautiful Grand Canyon scene, but a little glimmer of beauty that you um, allow, you help your body shift to receiving it with just a little bit of safety in your body. You're able to bring that in, which then leads you to have more of an openness to beauty. So you seek it out more. And then that beauty allows you to feel more open, which then you become even more receptive. So it's this, it builds, it's a cycle that builds on itself to where you're able to really um, access beauty way more often. And it's able to really feel good for your body. So if the glimmer comes, it might be driving home and just, wow, seeing that sunset and, and feeling that. It actually feels like something. You don't feel numb anymore for a moment. You don't feel unsafe and threatened in your body, you feel that little glimmer of goodness. So what you can do is allow that to come in, notice it, feel it in your body, and kind of allow it to expand. And as it expands, you'll feel more safe, you'll feel more in the um, regulated state, which allows you then to seek more beauty. So do you see the cyclical effect? Hopefully I'm, that, that makes sense, um, because this isn't a cognitive experience. You can't just will your way into receiving beauty. It's a physiological experience based on your nervous system state. So we hope you hear, we're not saying like, oh, you're just not grateful for the beauty around you. No, that's not what's happening here. It's all based on what your body is receptive to and what it's not. And so we hope that, that glimmers, we really have seen with us and with clients that this concept of just taking in a little bit and letting it build on each other um, can be really powerful. So and I have I, people, go ahead. So, uh, sorry, just want to jump in because what you just said is really important about like, we can't think our way out of it because our survival brain doesn't actually even have language. 
it only gets reprogrammed through experience. So we can think ourselves, we can tell ourselves like we're safe, we're safe, we're safe, or all these things of trying to create the experience of safety. But if we're just using language, that's not going to reprogram it. We have to have an experience. We have to have, yeah, it's because it's it's that primitive part of us that just is going by uh, uh, like the um, intuition and the, the, the gut and the experience. So um, to say, to just notice beauty and to verbalize beauty is, is not going to be enough or to tell yourself that there's beauty or to tell yourself there's safety, it's not gonna be enough. You have to give yourself in that part of your brain, the experience mm. of beauty and engagement in the moment. Um, and then that is what like feeds the, the glimmer and helps it grow, um, helps it become more possible and, and uh, uh, accessible. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's just really important that these glimmers are something that you just will your way into. Yeah. Maybe at the beginning, like you're intentionally engaging with that and, or choosing to engage with that, then that experience is what takes over. And that's what does a lot of the deep healing work. I love that. So here we have a little practice for you. Um, if you could, wherever you are, um, if you're driving, maybe not listening to the podcast, um, I just invite you to put your hands on your chest and just feel, feel your, your body bordered under you. Take a deep breath. Just slow it down a little bit and gaze at this beautiful, expansive scene. Put yourself into the picture. Try to be that person standing there, taking in all this beauty. And if you're listening, just picture something if you can. Yeah, just picture a big, beautiful, open, on top of a mountain, um, scene, something so beautiful that you can picture in your mind that's just breathtaking. And what do you notice in your body when you, when you imagine either in your mind's eye or, or your eye? What do you feel? What do you notice coming up? Is there any longing? any shifts in your body, maybe a glimmer of hope. When I look at this picture, I feel a, an openness and a freedom, just a reminder of goodness. Yeah, this is just a picture. So this is just a really small way, but through pictures and visualizations, our mind can actually experience something that feels very real. And the brain doesn't actually differentiate between something you imagine and something you do. And so visualizations have been a powerful thing for Luke and I, when we can't go out to the waterfall, although we are near waterfalls and we do that sometimes, um, very thankful for that. But when we can't access 
you know, nature or something that we're longing for, we can use visualizations and pictures and beautiful videos. Goodness, there are so many beautiful videos on reels or TikToks of these beautiful scenes with really relaxing music. But all that to say is uh, beauty is an experience that we feel in our body. And it's an invitation to feel those sensations and to allow them to affect you. And just real quick, jump in. Um, you may not have felt beauty as you pause for this now, as Lauren walked you through that. And just know that that's normal. Like sometimes when we have experienced trauma, our body's actually resisting beauty. It resists that slowing down. It resists the stopping because you have experienced much, has experienced trauma and slowing down, stopping means you have to feel and feeling isn't safe. Feeling isn't helpful. And so your body is actually become adverse to that. And so it doesn't want you to do that. So just pay attention to that as well. Don't judge it. Don't become discouraged over it. Uh, don't become angry over it. Just notice it. And that's the experience. That's the glimmer even of, of just noticing your experience and where you're at. And we'll, we'll next week we'll kind of talk about compassion. So we'll go into more of that, but just, I just invite you, if you're struggling there, just bring compassion to it and just notice it and sit with it. Don't judge it because if you're feeling that, the, the odds are that you've been experienced judgment enough. Um, and so bring some kindness to yourself. So I just want to invite, just, just give that a little bit of, because sometimes slowing down is not good for everybody. It doesn't feel good for everybody. It is good for everybody, but it doesn't, we don't always have that immediate experience. Um, so just be kind to yourself in this journey. Beauty invites us to a new way of being with ourselves and the world. Where flowers bloom, so does hope. So this kind of just goes off what I just said. However you engage with beauty, especially at the beginning, it's just an invitation of a new way of being with ourselves in this world. If you have a negative response of like, it's triggering and unsettling and more anxiety provoking because that's just an invitation. But it's a new way of being with the world. Uh, and rather than fighting that, sit with that. Where flowers bloom, so does hope. So you just sitting with that uncomfortable feeling or that good feeling, both of those are, are blooms. Those are just some, a flower blooming and we get to cultivate it and grow it. Uh, so if you did feel that beauty, if you looked at the picture, imagine that image on the mountaintop that Lauren's walking through, maybe you felt that sensation. Maybe you felt a shift. You felt the tingliness. You felt a deep breath. You, you embraced the deep, full breath that you took in it. Uh, you felt the, the openness, the ease. You felt your face maybe just loosen up as you just look for awe of the picture. Those are invitations. Those are just where flowers bloom, so does hope. Uh, so just notice that. 
climb the mountains and get their good tidings. Nature's peace will flow into you as sunshine flows into trees. The winds will blow their own freshness into you and the storms their energy, while cares will drop away from you like the leaves of autumn. So here's a picture of lots of beautiful, beautiful experiences. Um, for those that are just listening, we have laughter, campfire, cooking, running, warm blankets, hiking, cuddly dogs, kissing, hugging, rollerblading, going on a walk with a friend, reading, swimming, chocolate, massage, um, working on a project you love, palm trees, knitting, there's so much, there's so much beauty to be had. And like this hopefully has communicated, it isn't our fault when we've been cut off from beauty. This is not shame. This is not blame. It's truly just an invitation to bring beauty back in and maybe in small incremental amounts. Um, but this, this picture can just kind of make your mind, everyone enjoys different things. And so make your mind just expand to think, what do I enjoy? What might I enjoy? What could I try new that I might really, really enjoy? Um, and now we'll get into talk about the specific benefits that have been researched about beauty and taking part in things. Um, and so the benefits of beauty in nature specifically has been studied extensively. It's kind of funny to us, like, isn't it just obvious that this is good for us? But they actually spend hundreds of thousands of research dollars to show the actual health and mental health benefits of these things. So we're just going to go through some of them to kind of um, paint that picture of what this can do for your body. So benefits of beauty in nature, it lowers stress, improves mood. Again, these are researched um, things that they have been able to study specifically, not just ideas. Uh, reduces the risk of psychiatric disorders. It increases our empathy, fosters connection and bonding, improves our attention, and it has cognitive benefits as well as being a significant predictor of happiness if you have any connection to nature. When I was looking through these research studies, one of them even showed if you heard sounds of nature while doing, there was testing. So if you had no sound versus there was like waves and different sounds of nature during the, the test, your scores were that much higher because of the benefits of even hearing nature. So even if you're not feeling well or you're, you're too discouraged to go out and you know explore nature, just opening the windows and letting the breeze and the bird sounds um, when you're not in the dead of winter, <laughs> Let, letting those um, affect you even has a, a physiological effect on our bodies. Um, really important to note here, though, what, what research found is uh, well-being, these things are enhanced when people are emotionally attuned to nature's beauty. So this is what we were talking about, not just noticing and, okay, yeah, it's a nice day, but being emotionally attuned to the beauty around you 
is when they've actually seen the benefits happen, which I just found fascinating that that was even able to be studied. Um, so we want to emotionally connect and be that observer of uh, nature and how it's impacting our bodies. There's also benefits of beauty in connection. Um, one way to connect, an example of, of just safe touch. Safe touch can create, um, create safety. Uh, it activates the vagus nerve, which we've talked about in a previous um, webinar. It, it calms the cardiovascular stress and releases oxytocin, which is one of those good beauty neurotransmitters. Um, safe talking. So this is when we talk and communicate with somebody who is safe and it's a, a good conversation. It lowers um, rates of anxiety, depression, it reduces stress, it keeps us grounded, it creates safety, it helps heal trauma, uh, eases the loneliness and releases oxytocin as well. Um, when we are able to connect and interact with another person, it, our, the neuroception of that other person, it helps regulate our, us. So yes, there's that connection and that talking, that touch, but there's also the mirror neurons in our brain are just picking up on, on that person, their smile, um, their, their um, facial expressions. Um, and then the, uh, the neuroception we went to again, but that, that the, uh, the information coming into your that environment, that external environment. So that person's the vocal, uh, um, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget this word, vocal prosody. Um, and that's just the, the, the tone, that's not monotone, it's that, up and down and someone's talking like this and they're engaging with you and the way we talk to a baby and or or a puppy it's that vocal prosody there's it's not monotone it's not just talking like this and and that that is telling our brain that you're they're safe um as we're engaging that person you're just saying man today was a really hard day and that person is is standing there with you sitting there engaging with you their limbic system as they are regulated that their limbic system is actually regulating and co-regulating your limbic system. And it's creating a new experience for you with people, helping you experience safety. Um, so it's, and it go, there's lots of ap applications to this, but that can bring healing, that can bring hope, that brings all the other things I said, uh, <laughs> lowers anxiety and depression, stress, um, and that's just, we take it for granted, like just having a, a, a nice touch. And, and then there's some cultures where touch is not encouraged. Um, we're more isolated, more, more independ independent, but, but actually but that touch is, is needed for people. Um, and so it's really, really important for, uh, a lot of great benefits from connection. Yes. Um, the next 
area that we would like to discuss is pleasure. So finding beauty and pleasure. Um, pleasure can be anything that we use our senses with that helps us to feel physically or emotionally pleasurable. And as we know, pleasure has a tendency to be abused. And this is what we call disembodied pleasure. This is when pleasure acts as an escape, is connected to our shame, is done in a way that we are disconnected from our true self. And disembodied pleasure actually doesn't help the person taking part in that, and it harms people around them usually. But embodied pleasure is a mean of expressing our whole aliveness. It's in alignment with our values, and it connects us more deeply with self, with our true self. And so this can be, uh, there's so many things that this can be, but eating and really enjoying what we're eating, dancing, playing, being physically intimate, or just touch in general with, with friends, children, um, family, being in nature. There's so many ways that we can experience um, pleasure. And these have all been studied. It's amazing the research out there on each individual thing. So pleasure is, is really almost inseparable from beauty. They're, they're like not quite one in the same, but uh, pleasure is, I guess, a, a effect of beauty. And we want to invite you to explore pleasure in a way that is um, embodied. So the benefits of beauty and fun. Um, when we when we dedicate we de, uh, when we dedicate time to voluntarily engage in pleasurable activities, research shows our mental health can flourish. Um, so it can again lower stress, lowers heart rate, uh, lowers uh, cortisol, uh, which is a stress hormone, um, better immune. It improves your uh, immunity and your immune health. Um, yeah, your immune health. Um, your it strengthens your heart. It reduces blood pressure, lowers anxiety and depression. You actually sleep better when you're able to have fun and engage in beauty. And it improves brain health. Um, so again, when we are more um, having given give, gotten the permission or given ourselves permission to engage in fun. Uh, to have hobbies, to engage in interests, uh, we become very serious. And we think that we forget how to play and to have fun. There's so many benefits. Um, we need, as humans, we need beauty. We need fun. We need to have hobbies. Um, they're not childish. <laughs> we need, as adults, we need to learn again how to be childlike, how to play, how to have fun, how to engage in that side of us. Uh, and sometimes it just starts with a glimmer. It starts as going on a walk, laughing, um, noticing. And there's also benefits to beauty in having purpose. So imagine if there was a drug that would reduce the risk of Alzheimer's by 2.4 fold, cut the number of macroscopic strokes in the brain by 50%, lower the risk of different forms of sleep disturbances by 16%, decrease levels of inflammatory markers in the blood and lessen the risk of mortality by 57%. I think that that drug or supplement would be doing really well. And that is 
what they have found with people who have purpose, the health benefits of that. So with purpose, you're less likely You're less likely to have heart attacks, strokes, strokes, Alzheimer's disease, and develop chronic disease. You're more likely to live longer, be happier, have better brain function, sleep better, and have better mental health. So purpose here isn't just having goals and checking off, you know, the goals for the day. Purpose is a deeper meaning to life, something that really matters to you that you feel like you're able to really impact. And so they found, um, I think longevity is one of the most interesting ones. They found people li actually live uh, significant, statistically significantly longer than people who do not have purpose. And it just shows that humans were made to have purpose, that this is so important for us. So as they're figuring, you know, trying to figure out what, what are all these health benefits from, like what's actually happening to get those benefits, um, it's theorized that it that purpose possibly undoes the negative effects of stress, repairs the immune system, calms the heart rate and lowers blood sugar. And because all of those physiological things are happening, that's where you see all of those health benefits from, which I just think is so remarkable. So getting back into, um, as you're healing, remembering what matters to you, or you know what matters to you now, maybe you've changed, maybe your life has changed what what matters. And now you can jump in um, or toe, dip your toes in to, to a new area of, of living out your purpose and how life-giving that will be for you. So we love this quote, live in each season as it passes. Breathe the air, drink the drink, taste the fruit, and resign yourself to the influence of the earth. And again, we'll pull up this picture of all these fun um, acts of beauty and pleasure and enjoyment and purpose and hobbies, all of these things that we've briefly talked about today and the deep benefits they have in our bodies for healing and for wholeness and emotional well-being. And just want to invite you to consider what could be next for you. What's one thing that you could um, explore to bring more beauty into your life. So again, we'll show you our five pillars of healing, acceptance, beauty, compassion, slowing down and embodiment. Uh, these are the ABCDEs of healing for, from Flourish Therapy. Today it was all about beauty and we just hope that we have painted a new picture, offered a new story about beauty and really invited you to something that could be really meaningful for your life. So if you feel like you need help in your healing, uh, we would love to work with you. And there's three different ways that you could you have to choose from. There's a signature program where it's a trauma healing and brain retraining. So you would work with me and Lauren uh, together um, where I would work with your trauma healing and Lauren would work with your brain retraining. And we have a comprehensive approach as we consult with each other and you get two um, practitioners and to uh, address physical and the emotional um, or if if it's just you want to work on your story and the trauma I I work with individuals and couples and so you could work with me um, a three to or six month package 
Um, and same with the signature program, there's options of working with us for three months or six months. And uh, the third way is intensive, and that's just working with me for two and a half days. I can work with an individual or as a couple. There's just two and a half days where there's what it says. We're intensely working and looking at our story. It's an opportunity to just um, set, a, set uh, two and a half days aside and, and work on, on stuff, uh, your story, whatever it is that you're struggling with, and it can um, catapult your momentum and forward in a short period of time. And here, as we are launching, we are offering um, some special offers for that signature program with me and Lauren, we're giving to 30% uh, off to that, that package um, to the first five clients. Um, and which um, there's, so there's just a limited amount left. And then to the intensive, also a 30% off. And that's also for a limited um, amount of clients here as we, as we launch. There's a, the codes um, are there. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, if you made it this far, we've, we appreciate it. Um, and it's, we just want to uh, thank you for being here, but also just, acknowledge your courage and bravery for what you're doing for yourself as you're prioritizing yourself and your story and healing. And so we'll now transition into the question and answers. While it is a joy to provide our podcast content as a source of life enrichment, Please note that information shared is not intended to replace or contradict any professional therapy or medical advice.